Welcome to episode number 138 of Take Him With You for September 25th, 2011. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, our little accident that our daughter had. Um, we're going to talk about the new TV shows that started up. That'll be fun. And I'm going to play you a fun little song that I did for the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast. So it should be fun today. And then we have an awesome interview. Sorry, hit your microphone. Uh, with Jeff Roney, our friend from Roney Zone Radio. We have part one of a two-parter because it was a, a we had a good time talking. So. Yeah, so we're gonna let you listen to a little bit more. Uh, this is from my son's movie called One Last Message, and, and this is Michael Reed doing the yeah. music. Take a listen to this; it's really good. in his movie it's very awesome and michael did a great job on the soundtrack so yes he's a very good composer and one of nathan's best friends it's true it's true nathan's going to be in his wedding coming up so very cool stay tuned 11 teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on the amazing race i'm joyce and i'm al On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. There you go. Now, you haven't heard that promo in a while because Mm -hmm. The Amazing Race had gone on hiatus while they filmed the new one. Mm -hmm. And now the new Amazing Race premieres tonight on September 25th, here in the States at least, Mm -hmm. on uh, CBS. Is CBS? Um, I, I so. couldn't tell you. I can't remember now. I, I've I think watched so. it sometimes, but I haven't been as into it as you and Andrew like it more, I think. Well, Al and Joyce do an awesome job on the Fast Forward podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking for that. That was a dated promo. I know they have a new one they're going to have come out soon, but they're going to start the show up this week. So everybody's going to want to tune in for that if you're an amazing race fan. And if you're not... Why not start being one? Because it's really a lot of fun, and it's really fun to listen to their program. And then I send in comments once in a while to them 
on what my predictions are. And then others that watch the show do the same thing. So the show is really good. They do a recap and a bunch of other cool stuff. They're the same folks that do the Just Because podcast and the the uh, Tales from the Mouse House. And yeah. also the MASH 407 podcast. 4077. Seven. Yes. And I've, I think I've listened to some of all their podcasts. Um, I'm not sure if I've downloaded the Amazing Race ones, but I've listened to some of the Tales from the Mouse House. Well, you've Mash, got to listen the... to the latest Tales from the Mouse House. They put out this amazing program. Uh, well, the last last three programs I've really, really enjoyed that they've done. I think probably because they, you know, they just went down to Disneyland. Um, Alan Joyce got to go down to the expo, mm-hmm. and they got to see all sorts of awesome stars and cool people down there and they and they got to ride on these different they got to go on the new star tours ride Mm. and al um on a couple episodes ago i can't remember which number it is but he actually does an in-depth review of the ride and it's man it's like being there i want to go so bad now that's the only bad thing alan joyce about your program tales Mm -hmm. from the mouse house i want to go to disneyland I know. I I listen like to, all the time and eat I corn dogs. I listened to one of theirs a while back, and it made me really want to take all my kids, except for eating kind of a mortgage on your house to take well, your whole yeah. family. You know, especially because now I have a daughter-in-law too, so yeah. we have four kids. Yeah. So, you know, there'd be six of us to go down there. Well, that the, wouldn't be cheap, the but reason, it'd be nice. The though. reason I'm so jazzed about their podcast, like jazzed, boy, that puts me in the '80s, doesn't it? <laughs> the reason I'm so excited about their podcast is they just got done interviewing this um, this artist that was picked to do the artwork for the expo for Disney. And his name was Noah. And oh my gosh, it was such an inspiring and encouraging interview that they did with him. This guy um, gives all his, his uh, props to God for his talents. And he has an amazing story. And it's very, very exciting and really worth the listen. So if you if you don't listen... To Tales from the Mouse House, do me a favor, go to iTunes and download Tales from the Mouse House and listen at least to the interview with Noah because it was so, so good. I think we tried downloading it the other day, but I didn't have time, but I'm going to download it yeah. very soon. It probably is downloaded to your machine by now. Oh, okay. um, they had a pretty big file on it. He does an enhanced podcast where they put pictures and stuff in it, oh, so it makes okay. it a bigger file. So that yeah. was what's going on. But I have a video kind of iPod, so I probably could get the pictures and stuff. Yeah, it too. shows up on yours. Yeah. Okay. So just so you know, when you're listening, you can pull out your iPod and look at pictures. Ah. Cool. I, huh? I don't think I've tried that because usually I'm working when I listen to podcasts. Well, all that to say, we I really something new today. Yeah, we really, really enjoy um, all of the podcasts that uh, Alan Joyce do. Mm-hmm. Listen to them; they're really good. It's very. It's not only is it good entertainment, but it just. It's encouraging. It's really, um, it's entertainment that makes you feel good. And it's family friendly too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. not very often does uh, Al drop uh, drop the f bomb ever. I don't think I've ever heard him say that. <laughs> I bet I can't even imagine you doing that, Al. <laughs> well, maybe I can. I don't know. No, no, I can't. I can't. I don't know why I got on that. But, I don't uh, know why. That's but anyway, odd. we love Alan Joyce, okay. and we think you're awesome. So everybody should listen to their podcast, the Fast Forward Podcast, the Just Because Podcast, Tales from the Mouse House, and MASH 4077. Hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, now we're done with our... We did a big promo for Alan Joyce. Wow. <laughs> okay. I hope everybody enjoyed so that. So what's going on at our house? Well, let's talk about that right after this. reason we do the podcast take him with you is to be able to bring spiritual stuff into everyday life in a way that doesn't cause people to have to jump through hoops they can just download take him with you they can put it on their ipod or their mp3 device they can stream it over facebook or whatever they're doing and they can get a spiritual i don't know angle on things without all of the stuff that comes with organized religion and, and and all that kind of stuff. That's the reason that we do the program, is so that we can reach many more people and tell them all about our faith, our life, and what God has done in our hearts. Thanks for listening to Take Him With You. We appreciate you. Never forget that God is always with you. So take Him With You. We've had a lot of things going on around our house lately. Some trips to the emergency room. We, you know, we really lucked out over the years. Yeah. We really haven't had a lot of visits to the emergency room in our lifetime. I, I'm thinking our our oldest son maybe had one or two, and our middle son I don't think's ever had one, and our daughter just had her second one in her 15 years this last week. Yeah. Um, I got back from a long day of working out of town, about an hour and a half away from home. Yeah. And worked all day out of town. Um, You've already said that. Rick had had a plate of food for me to warm up for dinner that yeah. he had nicely made me. Thank you. I just warmed it up and I got a call. And Rick had taken Catherine to youth group. And um, she'd only been there about a half hour, hour, and um, they were playing a game, and she turned her foot under, and um, her ankle immediately swelled up, and kind of made a popping sound. Yeah, she thought maybe she broke it. Yeah, they were concerned that they broke. She broke it, so um, they called me right away, and I went and got her and took her to the emergency room for an X-ray. And so, what was the verdict? And um, it were it wasn't broken, but they said um, there are some tears in the ligaments around her ankle. Ew! And so it has. She is a tie dye fan, so I'm joking around with her now and say you're taking tie dye to the extreme because from the bottom of her foot, about six inches up her ankle, it looks like it looks like tie dye. Pur- purple tie dye. Deep purple, and now there's some nice shades of blue and green in there, okay, that's, too. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> so she has Ouch. a tie-dye ankle. But she got it, all wrapped up, though. So. Yeah. And she has crutches. Mm-hmm. But it Poor is, Catherine. It is getting a little better. She's able to walk on it a little bit, but still has to take it pretty easy. And um, Yeah, I think she's really enjoying all the attention she's getting, though. Yeah, she, did, she didn't like walking on crutches 
too well, though. No. Kind of hard to get around. Jade, our dog, doesn't understand what the crutches are for, so she just kind of gets in the way. Mm-hmm. She does that a lot, though. Our dog gets in the way a lot because she, she thinks she's a human. <sighs> yeah, she just... If she could talk, she would. She just loves us so much. So. Yeah. What do you think she'd say if she could talk? I want to lick your face. I want to lick your face. No, she just does that. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, uh, yes. Know. The other morning, I had the strangest sensation. I was sound asleep. And that was good because, you know, for I sometimes I have a hard time sleeping. So I'm sound asleep, and all of a sudden in my dream, I feel some weird thing on my cheek. And you know how you kind of doze in and out sometimes, you know? And mm-hmm. I kind of started coming out of the sleep, and then I and I look, and there is my cat or one of our cats, Hoshi, who usually doesn't pay much attention to me, and she's licking my cheek and purring, <laughs> and I'm like, what? So she sat on my chest and I had to pet her. That's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And she flicked you in the face with her tail. Yes. And then I noticed I was I was getting this tail in my face. Mm-hmm. And then I put my hand down and there's the dog yeah. by my hand. Yes. So I have the dog on one side of me by my feet. It's and then, the zoo at the Moyers house. Then a, a cat by my head hit me in the head with her tail. Yeah. Well, like, then and then oh. this morning... I think you you were probably out of bed before I was and and I'm I'm again I'm kind of I'm I didn't sleep a whole lot last night so I so I'm I'm really sound asleep now and I just you know again how you're aware of what's going on around you but you're asleep mm-hmm. and I just felt some weird presence and I opened my eye and my dog is standing where you usually sleep mm-hmm. over the top of me with her tongue hanging out drooling on me <laughs> Looking at me like, okay, it's time to get up. 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 Let's play ball. Let's play ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's what our life is like at the Moyers house. Yeah. Sleep is a rarity, I think, sometimes. And, you know, this is our own fault because our kids were were past the age of waking up all during the night hours, except for, of course, when Catherine couldn't go to sleep this last week with her. Ankle. Sore ankle. But, um, But for the most part, they go to bed. They sleep through the night. Right. Um, and what do we do? We get a puppy. Yeah, she wakes us up in the morning. So we're I wouldn't crazy. trade her though. We really like our dog. She's like really her. awesome. She is sweet. She's a, she smiles all the time. For She's us. very energetic though. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. And very. It's so funny if we take her places. We took her on a little trip up to visit my uh, my sister and my parents, and and uh, we got her out at one of the gas stations. We're walking her around, and all everybody loves her. They come up and they pet her. They talk about how pretty she is. And yeah, it's hilarious. And she, of course, thinks everybody's her friend. So, mm-hmm. except for other dogs. We yeah, did, she does not like other dogs. I think since our last podcast, we had a little incident with her not getting along with your sister's dog and your brother's dog. Yeah, she gets along with our neighborhood dogs because she's used to them. Yeah, um, but. I think it's like a territorial thing. Or, I don't know. I don't know. She's like having to protect us from She likes this. to herd everybody around the house. She's a herding dog. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And not all dogs appreciate that. Okay, so you're getting ready to go somewhere, and you're going to be leaving your family for three days. I am. I'm going on a spiritual rejuvenation quest kind of Oh, my of gosh. Thing. You're kidding. A quest? What are you going to find? Like a treasure or something? I'm going to find my peace of mind. Wow. <laughs> we, we, I need to get adventure music going here. Um, 
I'm going to be traveling almost up to Canada. There's an island called Whidbey Island in the Puget Sound, almost to the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Um, Boy, that was a string of words. But it's it's up north in northern Washington, almost to Canada, this big long island. And um, we're going to be going up I-5 and going across the Muckleshoot Ferry. Muckleshoot. We have all these really interesting words. Because they're Native American words. Native American. That's what it is. You grew up in Hoquiam. Hoquiam. The the word for muddy waters. And um, Chehalis. We're going to be going through Muckleshoot. Muckleshoot. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be wonderful. So it's like the fourth year, I think, that I went to this particular women's retreat. And it's literally a retreat. We have like eight hours a day, like two, three hours at a time, where we just have quiet time with just ourselves, our Bibles, our our iPods or whatever we want to have like some worship music. And, oh, so you listen to heavy metal when you're out there? Um, I don't, but you could. Mm. I mean, whatever you I want, can't go to the women's retreat. They won't let me in. You're not a woman. Well, what's up with that? So, well, we we do kind of bunk in somewhat close quarters. Like there'll be like four women in a bedroom and uh-huh. there's like these air mattresses that they Okay, so I've always wanted to know this. When you go to a retreat with all women, do Mm. they snore? Sometimes they could. Because I'll tell you, when you go to a retreat with all men, they snore. I I haven't really... They have a snoring cabin. I haven't been kept awake by the women snoring, but I'm used to your snoring, so I doubt it would keep me awake. Thanks. You're welcome. I actually actually have a hard time sleeping if I don't hear your snoring. Oh, how nice that is. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. I'm used to it. It's like my white noise. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just in case something happens to me, maybe I should just record me snoring so you can put it on an endless loop. Well, yeah, I guess. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of like sad to think. Morbid. I didn't mean it to be morbid. I was just being goofy. Yeah. But plus, yeah, you can't you can't die on me because how would I get my feet warm in the winter? That's a little bit too much information. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you're you're usually very nice to let me put my icy cold toes on the back of your legs. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's a little too much information to you share. Think so? on, well, yeah, no. I mean, there are some things that in my life that should be <laughs> private. Oh. What? I was just saying you were nice. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so you're going to head off there. Now, the other thing that's been going on around our house, which is kind of exciting, is it's fall time around here, uh-huh. here in the great Northwest. Yes. And that means that a whole bunch of shows, uh, TV shows, are premiering and coming back after being on hiatus. And hard. then some of the, the summer shows that we watch on Sci-Fi um, have done their season finales. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could talk about them real quick, and then we're going to get into the interview with our friend Jeff Roney, okay. um, who will be talking about some really interesting things, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But some of the new shows that we've been watching, we finally got to see the the end of uh, Eureka for this particular season. And what did you think about the season finale of Eureka? Well, I don't know if I can say what I think about it without. You know, spoiling it for Okay, don't people. spoil it for us. Just... It, it did have kind of a cliffhanger, which made you go, what? They did what? I know. Um, I You know, I thought it was was um, good. It has 
a friend of a friend in it, so we kind of been enjoying. Oh yeah, well, watching. We, we're um, good friends with Kenny Mitleider. I and, said it right, I think. Mitleider. Yes. And his friend Felicia, who's in Felicia Day, who's in. Um, What's the that? Guild. The Guild, and she's been in a bunch of sci-fi stuff. Um, she's in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. She's and got a, her hand in a lot a of Sears stuff. A Sears commercial. It's, well, um, that that's not her thing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we enjoyed watching her on Eureka. Um, she's, she's she's a new character a named new Holly. Character. And then, of We've course, really enjoyed for having, your uh, Star Trek friends, Will Wheaton has yeah, been on Wesley it. Wesley Crusher, baby. He's he's a he plays a bad guy on there though. Yeah, he does that in Big Bang Theory too. Yeah, I think he he has a reputation, I guess, for having attitude. So I was was really sad that they there's one more season of Eureka and then it's done. And it really started to catch its its stride. I thought it. it I think it's a really good show. They you know, it's well put it, together. It's and, a cute geeky kind of yeah, show where science geeks are cool. Yeah. And um so it's, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's kind of a fun show. Yeah. Um so what's the other show? Okay, well you watched the premiere of the Big Bang Theory. I did mm-hmm. not yet. What I, did you think of that? Well, you know, Big Bang Theory's a, a do you want to say a mix of cards? Is that how you would say? It? Well, it depends. I mean, um, if, if you're looking at it from from a Christian point of view, it's not a it's not it's a, a movie bit, or not a show that's family friendly. It's a bit racy. And so I was actually watching it with my daughter and ended up turning it off because it got into a little bit of risque topics and so we just thought well, oh, well we won't watch that right now well you and Catherine do talk about those kind of things yeah, we, we but, discuss things as a family but, but this was he, a little bit they were bit getting kind of crude oh okay um so but it, okay but so it is, the first half one of thing it. i like about it is it's fun watching the the geeky people because mm-hmm. we can relate to them because they'll talk about star you trek. know star trek or Lord of the Rings, or, you gaming, know, game, different comic things. books, so, sci-fi. So part of it's really funny. Yeah, it um, is. Sometimes you kind of feel bad for laughing, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those kind of shows. Yeah. So what did you, you didn't watch it yet. I haven't watched it yet. I'll so, let you know. Okay. Yeah. So okay, and there was also a, tonight um, is the season finale of the Great Food Truck Race. Yeah, and you've been following. I've been that following more that. That's I a really good been. show. I really enjoy it. But I really like cooking shows and stuff like that. And this is really a cool you show. You actually like cooking shows more than I do. Well, the premise of this one is these food trucks um, have a crew in them, and they go to different cities and they have challenges to uh, outsell the other food trucks. And they do such a great job with it. And there's little, you know, um, bumps in the road, speed bumps, and different things like that for mm-hmm. them as they go. And it's just fun to watch them, and it's down to the last two. So, what are groups. the now? What are the last two groups? Um, what are their themes? I know they had one on there that was a grilled cheese sandwich. They're gone now. They're gone. Yeah. So, who were the last two trucks? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it's Hodgepodge. Okay, and they have like a really good chef, if I remember. Is right. it Hodgepodge and the lime truck? Or did the limes go home? I'm not sure. You were. Watching Gosh, this them. is really bad that I don't know. Yeah, but they had, it's interesting, the different themes. Some of them are really high-end, you know, they're using truffles and they're using all these fancy things. And then there's others that, you know, 
they're doing grilled cheese or they're doing um but they do it gourmet like or, korean barbecue yeah, or yeah. there's different kinds i i can't believe how many different kinds of food trucks but there i sure guess are as a many lot. kinds of food yeah. there are yeah. some are taco trucks and yeah they're just all different kinds so i really enjoy the food the the great food truck race okay. um let me see what else uh they they have a brand new show called person of interest you watch that with yeah, the guy from I, Lost? I kind of fell asleep and watched parts of it in a couple of different days. So yeah. I'm, I might have missed some in the middle. But, you know, I might, I'll might i try watching it one more time. Okay. So you're not going to give us a well, comment one yet? Well, one thing I liked about it is um, I like the guy that is playing... Oh, I don't know how to describe him. He's playing the action kind of guy in it. The Cavell guy, yeah, Jim, Jim. How do you say his last name? James, James, Jim Car- Carvel, Carvel, or something like that. Um, He's the guy that played Jesus in the Passion of the yeah, Christ. And I actually know a lady that um, that knows him. They lived in they, um, you central. Know, you know a lady that knows him. him. They lived in the same town in central Washington. He lived, um, and they were friends. Yeah, lived on the way to Wenatchee in that Interesting. area. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, another thing. Oh, I know somebody that knows him. And, you know, so and they're supposed to be really nice Christian people. And oh, interesting. He's playing kind of an action hero, kind of ex-Special Forces guy. Okay, and then, and then we want... And then there's the guy from Lost, which, you know, it's hard for me to get past his character because I didn't like his character on Lost. You weren't yeah. supposed to like his right. character. Yeah. Right. But I, I would probably watch it one more time before I would give it a grade. It's I don't know. All right. Okay. So uh, we also watched the one with Poppy Montgomery called Unforgettable. Now that one I I really liked. interesting. It was kind of interesting. Um, I, I've always been fascinated with people who have that memory. That well, they now can't you got to explain it. People haven't okay. watched it. Well, the the premise is there's this lady who remembers everything like she has a photographic memory memory. so if she's at a crime scene she remembers every single detail she can play it back in her mind like a movie oh cool and so it's a pretty interesting thing and she that means she remembers dates times everything from anything she's experienced anything that she's ever heard she can recall that's right or seen or seen and um she was on a police show fbi show um several years ago that we liked was the missing what was it called do you remember what it was called um oh goodness sakes we just yeah it wasn't cold case it was the other one it Um, was the other one yeah duh it's right (laughs) on the top of my i'm sure people are shouting at their speakers right now oh it's this it's this yeah but you you would recognize so she's a redhead now and she used to be a blonde yeah yeah poppy montgomery Mm-hmm. So I watched it as well with you, and I thought it was a really unique yeah, and cool show. Yeah, pretty interesting. Oh, the other thing, CSI is back. Uh, the main CSI, and so is CSI New York. And I think CSI Miami premieres tonight, so I can't yeah, tell you what I, I think about that. I've only seen one of them. Well, I saw the one the with New York the one. New York, and I have to say... It was sad. It was very sad, but I think they did a really good job. Real tasteful at, job. As far as a tribute to the heroes of 9-11, the police yeah. officers and the firemen. and and That's the New York CSI. Now the, and the New York before we go on. Uh-huh. 
I am thinking after watching that show that the main character, the guy that's the head of CSI New York. Mac Taylor. Mac Taylor. I'm thinking his wife might not be dead. What? How so? If you watch it again, it shows... I fell asleep at the end. Okay, you missed a a bunch of it. I don't want to spoil it too much, but if you watch it closely, Uh they never found any DNA remains from her. And well, where would she be? Would she lose her memory? Or there something? was one of the police officers was was helping a lady that looked just like her that had been hurt. Huh. And um, I'm Ten thinking years, that though? maybe years? she could have got amnesia or something. Interesting. But you would have thought that he would. That have would be an interesting for... plot line. Ooh, Amy does yeah, some speculating. I, everybody, I'm just thinking she might come back. Because, yeah, they, that would be they showed her a lot in that show. Mm. And I'm going, if they weren't intending to bring her back, why would they show her so much in it? I don't know. I think mm. they're going to bring her back. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay, the other CSI that I watched was uh, the normal CSI, Las Vegas. And it had a brand new actor play the head honcho. And guess who it was? Well, you can tell us. Everybody knows your name. The guy from Cheers. Yeah. Wasn't he married to Ted Whoopi Goldberg? Danson. Or Gold- yeah. I don't know if she if he was married to Whoopi Goldberg. Maybe he was. They were an item anyway. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Guinan and, and yeah. CSI guy. Well, anyway, he, he was the main guy now. And I just watched one episode of it, and it was really, really well done. I didn't think I was going to like him at all. But ended up being won over very quickly, so hmm. we'll see how the rest of the season it goes. Yet, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, Fishburne is gone. That, that was kind of sad. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is there, but uh, okay. So what else? Because that's we... everything we can talk about on TV. Uh, we got a lot yeah. of other things we could talk about, but that's it. There is um, a. It's it's funny because like seemed for a couple of months there was hardly anything on TV. We yeah. Did, you know, many nights we didn't record anything, and um. Summertime. Yeah, but now there's. it seems like it all came on at once. And yeah. so we're trying out a few new shows to see what we think. And some might stay on our DVR and, and some might not. Might not. <laughs> but that's how it goes. You, you can't watch everything. You know what else happened to us this week? Uh, we, uh, You know this because we recorded an episode of Treks and Sci-Fi. We did. We did. We watched the episode of TNG, the second season episode called Shades of Grey, the clip show from Star Trek, and we commented on it together and talked about the Star Wars Blu-ray. So if this is one of the worst episodes of Star Trek, Uh do you think people are going to actually listen to us talk about it? It's a bad episode. I think so, because we had a really good time. you You should listen to it. It was really a lot of fun. I do a parody song and just a lot does of fun. Does that come out this Sunday? <clears throat> it does. We can play it right now if you want. Oh, no, that's okay. No, I think we should. This is, okay, so what we did, <laughs> what we did, what did you say no? Yeah. You're, my wife doesn't want to <laughs> hear this one. I'm embarrassed. Why would you be embarrassed? I don't know. You're going to probably find a clip with me being goofy. No, I was going to play the parody song. Oh, okay. That's Shh. fine. I'm not in that. You thought I was going to play you? <laughs> Something people, embarrassing. People can go and download Trex and Sci-Fi oh. just by going to treksandsci-fi.com or going to iTunes and typing in Trex and Sci-Fi. Okay. We did episode number 350 for Rico. Wow. Yeah. 
go ahead and play your parody. Well, okay. Well, I got to set it up. Okay. Now, you you know that I watch Star Trek a lot. <laughs> what was that? Yes. Yeah. But, I, and even if it's cheesy, I kind of like it. Yes. And so it's, I was thinking of what can I, can, what can I parody that would be fun? And I got to thinking about um, how there's some, so there's some awful episodes, only a couple of awful episodes to me. Now you have a lot more of them that you think are awful. Pain, the pain. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So what I did is I took the Rolling Stones song that uh, that goes, I know it's only rock and roll, but I like it, like it. Yes, I do. You know that one? I've heard it. Yeah. So I turned it into, I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. So well, let's play it for everybody, and then uh, we'll be back, and we'll have our interview for you. So stick around. Watch any show on the telly And it'd be all warm inside It would satisfy you Never slide on by you Cause in Picard I would confide I would confide If nothing is on, yeah But the craving's strong, yeah Even if it's a clunker, you see I'd watch it just the same Cause Trek, it's just not lame I'd boldly go cause that's just me that's just me I said, I know It's an awful episode But I like it I said, I know It's an awful episode But I like it Star Trek, yes I do Oh well, I like it It's Star Trek Yeah, I like it Said, can't you see this boy's in love with Starfleet? If I had to give up some of the collection, you could take a lot from me. Have my BSG take Firefly from me, but the Enterprise it stays with me. Don't take my track from me, even if the plot is pointless and dumb. Or the continuity has changed Something so alluring Cause Trek is quite assuring I'm a fanboy Am I deranged? Am I deranged? I said I know It's an awful episode But I like it I said I know It's an awful episode But I like it Star Trek I do, oh well I like it It's Star Trek Yeah I like it I said can't you see This boy's in love with Starfleet And do you think it's the only franchise in town And even if it sucks for me, I'll keep it around Oh yeah, woo! I 
said, I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. I said, I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. Star Trek. I said, I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. Yeah. I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. Star Trek, yes I do. Well, I like it. Yeah. Star Trek. I like it. I never miss it. I watch reruns. I got DVD. I even like Spock's brain. It's Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. And I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Star Trek. Yes, I do. Cool. You're listening to the only spiritual podcast I've downloaded. Taken with you, Rubik and Amy Moyer, two of the nicest people I know. If you're after a podcast all about Asperger's syndrome and how it affects me, then pop along to Gareth's World, where I discuss the condition and how I approach it and the tools I have come to cope with it. You can find this at garrisworld.podbean.com. Thank you for listening. Do you hear that? <laughs> That's our cat. While, while we were playing the uh, promos there um, our, and the song... Um, I got out of my seat, and Hoshi took over. Hoshi the cat took over, and she uh, sat in Amy's seat. She took over. She was going to host Take Him With You. That's our, That was a promo for our friend Gareth's podcast called Gareth's World, and it's really fascinating. If you've ever known anybody with Asperger's Syndrome, then this is really an interesting show, and very not only is it informative, but uh, very helpful uh, to folks that uh, suffer from that or have a, a family member or a friend that um, has Asperger's syndrome, you can learn a lot by listening to Gareth. And uh, we just, in fact, got off of Skype with Gareth right mm-hmm. before we started the podcast. We had a good 
good chat with him. You got and, to meet him for the first time. Yeah, and the funny thing is I've been playing words with friends and um, hanging with friends games with him. Yeah. Um, but it's the first time we've actually talked, but you talk with him frequently. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. He, he's a good and guy. he's clear across the pond. As yeah, he lives say. in England. So, very cool. I have a lot, lots of good friends over that way. Yeah. That uh, we really enjoy. And, okay, so let's get into our subject for the day. This is a really interesting subject. Now, we wanted to kind of preface what we're doing here because some people might interpret it what we're what we're going to talk about as threatening or or being negative. And we don't we don't want to we want to say, say right off the bat that we're not trying to be negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would you describe what we're trying to do here? Well. I think out of all of our podcasts, this one um, with our conversation with Jeff is more directed towards Christians, but not or believers or believers, just kind of as a challenge to take their faith outside the four walls of a church. And um, yeah, I I wrote I wrote down. I I feel like this program, or at least the next two programs, uh, basically are trying to light a fire under those who know God and challenge our traditional thinking when it comes to how we view religion, church, um, our relationship with God, those kind of things. Because I I really do think there's quite a few people that listen to our podcast that do believe in God. Mm -hmm. And and they might not go to church or something like that, but they do believe. And there's a lot of people that do go to church and listen to our podcast. So we've got a a big mix of folks. But really, I think the thing that we all have in common is that... um, there's a spark on the inside of us that's spiritual. There's something that we want. We want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a really interesting um, interview because I what I did is I ran into, um, I know Jeff from a long time now. Uh, he does podcasts and blogging and a bunch of different things like that. And uh, he posted something on Facebook, one of his blog posts, and I went and looked at it. And it was basically um, our can Christians be more effective? Kind of, that was kind of the vein of it. And then when I read it, I went, oh my goodness, he's right on. I think we didn't talk about it when we interviewed him, but one of the things that made you want to interview him was an analogy that he used in his blog. Right. Maybe you could explain that. Well, I can't remember exactly what profession it was, but... but, I think uh, it was to be trained to be a surgeon. Something like that. I, I just remember him saying something to the effect of of somebody going through all this schooling and learning all about how to do uh, surgery, or maybe it was a brain surgeon. I can't even remember what it was, but the the gist of it was this person went to school for it, and then instead of getting involved in doing surgeries, they just kept going to school and kept going to school, and they never really did anything as far as what they were trained to do. And and on what a sad statement that was. And then he related that to Christians who all the time do these bless me clubs where they go to church all the time and they learn and they learn and they learn and they study and they study and they study and they pray and they pray and they pray and they learn and they learn and they learn, but they never do anything with what they studied or pray about or learned. Mm-hmm. And it and that just it not only did it challenge me, but it cut me to the heart when I thought, Oh my goodness, I've been guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And haven't we all been guilty of that? I mean, if we're believers in Christ, if so, th- this is a really interesting subject, and, I, and I, I wanted to talk to him and just we just let everything out. We didn't stop anything from being talked about. There was no real conditions on what we were gonna, 
you know, how it was going to come out. And we just let Jeff share his heart when it came to wanting to talk to people that go to church all the time. Now, again, don't look at this as we're saying, don't go to church. That's not what we're saying. Um, this whole subject is to is designed to challenge our thinking and to shake us up a little bit and look at things from a different perspective and perhaps be able to make a bigger difference in the lives of the people that we come in contact with. So um, we're going to play the first part of the interview right now, and we'll be back at the end of that, and uh, we'll introduce next week. Stick around. This is Jeff Roney and Amy and I. today in the studio via Skype all the way from sunny California. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, I, orange. Orange Cal- California. Yeah. See, not yellow California. Or orange County, California, huh? The That's o- right. You're the OC. This is our friend Jeff Roney. Welcome to take him with you, Jeff. Thanks so much. Uh, it, it is an honor um, I had the, the great privilege of meeting you, Mr. Rick, and uh, you're just a cool cat. Amy's cool, too. Thank uh, you. But, but, uh, but you haven't uh, met me I'm, in person. Go ahead. Yeah, you haven't got to meet her in person yet. That's right. That, that's correct. But it was but, really fun to meet you. We had a great time. Yeah, it it was it was kind of like having dinner with TMZ because you can't <laughs> with a camera and you kept videotaping, and I was like, "Wow, I, this is really different." I feel like Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> well, know, you look like him, so you, you know. know my life now. He's always bringing yeah. out the cameras. Somebody something. told me the other day that one of the reasons they like our podcast and all my Facebook posts and all this jazz is because we remind them of a reality show. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I like that or not. But, I, you know, it's what it is. Well, I, the the one thing I want to say is you are the most talented guy I know. Uh, you, you have more talent I, I, than, than I don't know what. Uh, but uh, anyway. Well, the, there, that's yeah. very humbling and you make me blush. But uh, I don't think I'm the greatest at everything. But I do have my hands in a lot of different areas. And so then people, I'd give the illusion of being talented. So see, that's great. It worked. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, Jeff, you're on the show today, um, not only because you're such a cool guy and you do all sorts of great media. Um, I am a frequent reader of your blog. Um, you're not only a blogger, but you uh, have done many podcasts and you've been doing it for quite some time. Um, you have so many interesting ideas floating through your head and you are kind of a guy that actually acts on those things. So what we'd like to know, since Amy doesn't know you as well as I know you, uh, can you just tell us first about yourself, who you are, uh, where you're from, and the big question, what's your mission in life? What what just drives you to do what you do? I, I was born a very young child in San Bernardino, California. <laughs> That's good. You were born a young child. <laughs> because, yes. And uh, right across the street, it turned out, from uh, where Randy Rhodes is buried. 
Wow, that's amazing. And and yeah. Amy, you you see, we have a disc jockey in our area named yeah, Randy Rose. We have a Randy Rose in our town. Is Rhodes, Rhodes, not Rose. Is that different? Yeah, Rhodes. this was the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I remember Randy Rhodes. Thank yeah. you very much. It, uh, it, it was interesting. Uh, I I was a trainer, and I went back back home to the the town and i got a chance to find uh, the grave and i did some video and i put it up on wow. uh, on youtube and and it's amazing people still watch that and go you know r.i.p randy rhodes you know he was the greatest guitar player this and that yeah. but i mean people really enjoy that kind of stuff so anyway there they really do you know um there's an interesting story behind that too now he's buried where is he at he he is in um, uh, right across the street from St. Bernardine's Hospital. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah. Well, you know that there was a group of people over there, and they were visiting his grave, putting flowers on it, talking all about his music and everything. And then somebody heard this really strange sound coming out of the gravestone. And they were just like, what in the world is going on? And uh, they did a little more research, and finally they got the police involved, and they actually dug up the grave. This is just a fascinating story. Because this really strange sound, it sounded like... (laughs) And they couldn't figure it out. They pop open the coffin, and lo and behold, Randy sits up, and he's got an eraser, and he's just going through all this sheet music. And they say, what in the world are you doing, Randy Rhodes? And he looked at him and said, oh, that's okay, I'm just decomposing. Mm. Uh huh. Sorry, I just. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're very nice. You know, I didn't even give him a courtesy laugh on that one. Yeah, I I didn't know whether whether he was going to do the old "you got something for this coffin" or that one. So anyway. Uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I just completely blew that. But um, okay. So anyway, go ahead. C- continue. So so yeah, I um uh, I'm a, a Star Wars fan, a Lost fan. Um, I like to write, uh, and, uh, I'm a bit of a stand-up comedian. I've actually made people laugh for 20 minutes and they didn't throw me out. Oh my gosh. You're, Uh, you're better than I. Well, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Well, you know, they threw me out. And, and I'm a Christian and, uh, I, I have, uh, I've walked it out and, uh, and there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, a lot of things that that I think I've come to to this point, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, I say Christian last because it's a base; it's my base. Everything else is on top of that. And and some sometimes when you talk to people, they say I'm a Christian. Right. Well, is that all? Right. I'm. I'm. I'm is your favorite color blue? Or no? I'm. I'm a Christian. Wow. Okay, that 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 that's helpful. So, um, my my mission in life, and honestly, is to apologize to the unchurched uh, and beg them for a do-over of presenting the gospel to them. Interesting, because I think that the main reason, one of the main reasons why people don't go to church, is because someone has blown it already. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, you know. Did you oh. go, did you go to church when you were a kid? Yes. Amy, you went to church when you were a kid. Yes. And I did not. You well, you went like two or three times with neighbors or something. Yes, you? but I was not That's involved in. I was not. Involved but it in was not. It was not a way of life for you. No, at not at all. So, mm-hmm. so you guys probably have more experience about what goes on in the church 
than I. I mean, I finally started going, you know. But, uh, yeah, this will be very interesting then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> has it has it been um, has it been tough to get the word out of what you are trying to get across? It, it has been very interesting in conversations you and I have had. You kind of get more, I won't call it hate mail. Uh, <laughs> it's it's more messages to straighten you out, mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I have not. Uh, e- either either all my friends have turned Amish. Or they've turned mute, or they they threw away their their keyboards. I don't get any type of, you know. I I think when people see my my uh, Christian uh, blog posts that kind of go in depth about certain things, they just kind of tune it out. Let's hide Jeff's Facebook status for this. <laughs> Let's find a new little way that we could just not see it. Well, I'll be really honest with you. You, When you started doing this, we're gonna, I'm going to ask about the blog here in a moment, but when you started doing that, um, I immediately picked up on it because that's kind of a thing of mine. I mean, I'm I'm also trying as hard as I can to reach a segment of the population that wouldn't normally ever set foot in a church and probably won't ever. Um, that's kind of our our mission in in what we do with our podcast and sure. what we're doing in our lives now. Um, after you know twenty some years um, pastoring in churches, we resigned from that and now we're doing what we do and it's a completely different thing. But I actually reposted some of your blog posts on my mm-hmm. Facebook account and with the tons of friends that I have and acquaintances, it caused some it causes some real um, lively debate. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great. I, I mean I think it's really good for us to ask those kind of questions. So you are getting people to read it. And uh, I'm helping you do that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm, I'm a different kind of a Christian. And um, uh, I love God. I, I'm, I, I love all, all about God. I love Jesus. I love the Bible. I love all that. But I, when I look at the Great Commission, I say, how are we doing with that? Okay, that was so, the okay. last... For huh? for a lot of the people listening, you just said something they don't even know what that is. What is the Great Commission? Uh, Jesus said, "All this cool stuff that you've learned, take it to everybody else." That's it. Okay. And that's called the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Okay. And when I look at that, I see churches struggling. I see people not going to church, and in in a way, not knowing about God. And and the chasm I call it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It does seem that way, doesn't it? The the Christians back farther into the church and get more churchy. And and the people that are dying and going to hell, the people in church kind of go, Well, I guess it wasn't God's will that they would hear. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart. Yeah, that is a very that's a uh well not only is that a concerning question, but that is that's sad. It's it's a sad situation, well, and, and you kind of kind of wonder how does that make God's heart feel? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know He's asked us to share with people, and yet if we just have our little bless me clubs and don't ever talk to our neighbors and the people at the grocery store, or whoever God brings into our life, then you know how does that make Him feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not- I I actually oh. know. 
um, not only have we experienced this, but I actually know people that were trying to make a difference by inviting um, all sorts of different kinds of kids to their youth ministry at their church. And this is not in just one place, but several places. And sure. they started to attract quite a crowd. They were skateboarding going on in the in the uh, parking, parking lot, and there a lot of kids were smoking, and so there's cigarette butts all over the place. The carpet started to wear out. The music was loud and crazy, and and it got, you know, it started to grow. And you do you know that almost a hundred percent of the time when that starts to happen, the board of directors steps in and says, "No, we can't do this. This is they're ruining the church." Grabbing the cell phones away from the kids. Well, how how could they have a cell phone in the sanctuary? You know, blah 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 <laughs> blah. But then what happens is these kids say, "Forget it. I'm not going to church anymore. This is ridiculous." And and the sad part is. Um, the very people that you know used to have the heart to reach out to the community and reach people, they basically run people off. And and good folks that are really trying to make a difference in the lives of people, basically don't have don't have a way to do it in the church. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I um, I call that uh, the the old guard and the new guard. Yes. And the the old guard, we're we're very comfortable with who they are. Yeah. On the board, uh, they give the money. Yeah, uh, the, their hair is blue most mm. of the time, mm-hmm. and they they talk about the good old days. Yeah, remember the good old days. Yeah, uh, remember in the fifties. That right. was perfect. That's right, brother Roni. That's right. This is two thousand eleven, <laughs> and I don't know if you've looked around, but if the last days were last in the fifties. They're really last now. Yeah. And there, there's a scripture in Jude that, that really woke me up. And this is a uh, book in the New Testament, right? Yeah, book in the New Testament, and it says, and some will reach into the fire and rescue them out. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, now, that's not, let's get them to the Harvest Crusade so that they right. can hear a band that sounds secular, but they're Christian. <laughs> and let's hope that they walk down the aisle and look up at Greg and get saved. That's right. Sometimes God sends you to places where the church would call it an evil place hmm. because that's where the people that need God are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't even say in the Bible um, there's a place where um, Jesus is basically rebuking the, the uh, religious folks and saying, you know, uh, the Savior didn't come to the to for the people that are well. He came for those that are sick. And 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 I mean, there are times when people accuse Jesus of being a wine bibber, whatever a bibber is, and mm-hmm. and a friend of thieves and tax collectors. And they basically wrote him off because he actually spent time with people that really needed him. And one of the the names that was used for Jesus was friend of sinners, but it was derogatory. I'm right, but but I mean, if if you think about that, that's what you need. I know, you know? yeah, I know. If you don't know Jesus, yeah, you need a friend, yeah, and he's your friend. Now, now let's back up that story you're you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now that story was they were at a party. Now, when I say party, I don't mean potluck, like church potluck, right? With with little. Uh, a sprite and and fruit punch right. mixed together right. and covered dishes and all that. We're talking party. Yep. 
maybe a little less than Paris Hilton would throw, but we're talking boozing party. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was there. Now, if, if it, the Christian folks have fainted, just wake up, <laughs> come back, just keep, keep listening. Just get a defibrillator or call a friend to wake you up. Clear. Okay. Was at a beep, alcohol beep, beep, party. And Peter turned and said, uh, do you know these, this is really not where we should be? And Jesus, and like you said, said, this is exactly where we need to be. Yeah. And to, to, to most Christians, that is scary, scary thinking. Why would I want to be there? And just like you said, the sick don't need, or the, the well don't need a doctor. Right. The sick do. And, and, and this internet, Facebook and the Twitter and, and all these things, this is the, the mission field of now. It's not even the mission field of the future. I mean, if you just read statistics, I mean, let's geek out for a minute. This is where people are going. Unfortunately, they're not going to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but more and more people have smartphones. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. If, if you can reach out and ask people for prayer like you do, it's such a cool thing, on a smartphone. I mean, that's an amazing way to reach out and, and, and introduce God and, and give people you know, a, a way to connect with God and with you and with other people too. And you, Jeff, you would be surprised, well, maybe not, but a lot of people would be surprised at the amount of people that will respond to that because... Hardly anybody in their life will pray for them, and mm-hmm. they are totally touched by that. It really gets them to think, and then I try to always remind people that I pray for and, and ask that question of, I always try to remind people that they themselves can go to God. He's not a he's not going to look and say, well, Rick, hear, I hear his prayers, but I don't hear their prayers. I always remind them that you can go to God anytime, and you can pray to him, and he hears what you have to say, and he wants to. And you would be surprised at how many people respond to that and now actually will pray for others as a result of it. A lot more people now will read those those Facebook posts and Twitter posts and actually begin to pray for others themselves, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do. Uh, uh, you you are, are one of my mentors. <laughs> you I don't know. know that. Well, that's that's very nice of you, but uh, we're we're simply you know it's really interesting. It, it, we're doing what we do because we're basically forced out of the church. Mm. Because I I wanted to integrate what we do with the actual church in the church setting. That didn't work. It was it was taken as a threat. It was taken. I, I still remember. <laughs> I still remember sitting in our living room and. Um, talking to the guy who was the interim pastor for us when we were on sabbatical and Rick was telling him what God was laying on his heart about who God was telling us that we should go reach you know this people group and this people group that don't feel comfortable in the church and you know to reach out to them with with God's love and this and, and, this, and this pastor this pastor who talked like this he he was down from your way, by the way, kind of around your area, um, yeah. and moved up here. Um, but he goes, um, I don't think that's gonna work in this with this church group. <laughs> and and I don't that think bro- it, handle it, that. Well, it here. broke it broke my heart because there was this naive thing inside of me that said, 
you know, that that uh, the church could work like this, and it really could, you know, there could be a point where people would be, you know, taught and fed and helped and everything in this place that you went to, and then there would also be this thing where we actually lived it outside the four walls and went and did something, and actually, you know, instead of just getting brownie points for doing nice things, we actually cared about people mm-hmm. without strings attached. Hmm, yeah. I wonder what that would be like. Well, we started to introduce that, and boy, it, it caused some fireworks. Well, um, you know, and this is kind of a, a general theme that, that really kind of drives me crazy is that, that Christians in general really purport that the Bible is it, but I don't think they've read it all. There are so many stories and so much in there that really kind of blows away their veggie tales uh, version of it. And, and Jesus, just, just take Jesus. His example of how he trained and, and called people, he called them, he trained them, he modeled what he wanted them to do, and then did he say, okay, now this is what you got to do, guys. Go get people and call them back to the synagogue, and then I'll get them saved. How's that sound? No. <laughs> he said, just go. Just go live in their house. If, if they'll take you in, just stay there and just do what we're doing here, but out there. Mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. Just said go. That's it. And that was, that was Jesus himself that said that. That's right. And, and then the people that, that uh, worked with him actually went and did it. Mm-hmm. And then we have all sorts of interesting stories of what happened to them as a result. You bet. And it's very interesting. Okay, so... Jeff, you do this blog. This is how I I started reading this particular. You do a lot of different blogs, but in this particular one, um, tell us a little bit about this blog. You're asking some pretty challenging questions, and you're making some observations that are really uncomfortable for some folks and really right on to others. And it, it seems to center around the institutionalized church or the, or just the believer in general and what they do with their faith. Um, what what's the motivation behind this blog and and uh, what what kind of things are you bringing up on it? I I did not want to attack the church per se. The church is people. People make mistakes. They get caught up in tradition. Sure. I wanted to widen out my view into Christianity as a whole. Here here's my reasoning. Is in in the Bible, it talks about when we go to heaven, uh, or, or at least to be judged by God, there is going to be a movie shown of our life. Our life will be there for all to see. And in most churches, when that is taught, it's more of a fearful thing of, you'd better straighten up because God's going to show your movie, and boy, everybody's going to know all the sins of your life. Uh, the, dir- the dirty gonna- laundry will be aired. That's right. But I also think, I believe, that there's going to be moments of regret. Yeah. And God's going to say, you could have done this. You could have reached that person. Mm-hmm. You could have been this. But you decided to be just like everybody else. And you didn't really find that, that gold and that talent that God put in your life to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christians believe that they should all be the same. But if you look at your thumbprint, 
everyone's different. Yeah. I don't think on day seven that God stopped being creative. I think that when he, when he sees us all, he says, These are, this is millions and billions of opportunities to do different things with the same call. And that's what's exciting, I think, uh, about being a Christian is that, that, okay, you've got the five-fold ministries, right? The pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, and all those different things. But I think it goes on and on and on from there. You know, Paul was a, a tent maker. And Paul's, so, Paul wrote almost the, well, three-quarters of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And, and Peter was a fisherman. There's a number of fishermen. And, and I love how Jesus looked at them and tapped into their talent and their gift. And he said, okay, okay, you're a fisherman. Check this out. The same way that you know where to cast your net, you can go reach people. Got it? And if you don't got it, it will give you the Holy Spirit and it'll, make, it'll be easier for you. Okay, so, all right, let's, let's talk about the traditional model that we see before us. Mm-hmm. Um, there, now, there's different types of denominations out there. I don't, I'm not particularly talking about that, but, but there are different types of churches. And, and what I'm more familiar with is this, and correct me if I'm wrong here, and then you can comment on it. Um, it seems that there's a push, push, push to invite people to this, play, to this church. People come in. The speaker talks about something and gives an invitation for people to receive God into their life, Christ into their life. Um, the the people, the, some people will come forward and they will do that, and then they put them in a new believers class, and then they teach them all how to be the same. And right. and then when they're all done, then they say, "Now you bring more people into the church so that we can do the same thing to them." Is yeah. that what I mean? That seems to be the pattern of things. Um, am I wrong there? I mean, is that is but but is that biblical? Is that what we're supposed to be doing? No, um, I, I call it Christian cloning, and it really bothers me because if we're all the same, we're not going to have as much impact. You know, it's kind of like your wife saying you are so different, and it drives me crazy. But the fact <laughs> is, if she married somebody just like her, we'd be in fights all the time. See. And, and that's what I'm saying is, is it's like, a, it's like a, a cog and a mechanism. Everyone's different, but everybody works together. And we figure out how we all fit and do it. But, but this idea that each church has this list of do's and don'ts and things, um, you know, and, and whether they say, well, we don't go see R-rated movies, and you go, okay, so that means I don't see R-rated movies if I go to church. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we don't. And then there's this guilt, here you go. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I just, the, the more you back away from the culture, you know, and I'm saying you need, to make, you, make, you need to make good choices. But if your good choices are G-rated movies, you're missing out on conversation points and touch points that can lead to great conversations with people about movies, you know, God and star Wars and, and Lord of the Rings and all these different moments that you can talk to people about, say, I love Lord of the Rings. I love star Trek. I love star Wars. I love God too. Do you, do you know, Jeff, that one of the most downloaded programs ever from the take him with you, uh, uh, camp here 
was when I went to see the movie District 9. Mm. Um, because everybody knew that, that was, I wasn't a fan of F-words being dropped so many times. There was like, what, 170 or so in this movie? And we just basically had to tune it out. But but you know how many people wanted to know my opinion on that? Not the cussing. They want to know what I thought about the movie and the morals behind it. Sure. And we I, it got downloaded more than anything else. Yeah, and and but a lot of people there was a lot of I got a lot of flack for that. How could you? How did you dare even go to that? I, and I said to everybody, you know, you don't have to go to this if you don't want to. I'm not going because I enjoy the the bad stuff in it. I'm going because this is culturally relevant, and I'm and I'm I want to know what it what it's about. And the the storyline was intriguing, and it was amazing how many people heard all about God because they listened to a movie review. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah. But if yep. we were scared to death of Hollywood and we were scared to death of people that don't live the same lifestyle as us, then uh, how are we ever going to know? Mm-hmm. How are we ever going to reach out and talk about what we have to say? You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of all backwards. Yeah. Okay, so tell us what kind of things you've been bringing up on the blog. Well, um, one of my one of my earliest uh, posts was uh, I remember reading so, something from a friend of mine, and it said, uh, "I will never take my son to Las Vegas because uh, they all the women dress like hookers, and hundreds of people hand out porno cards." Now, are there no churches in Las Vegas? I, you know, the, the certain questions start to come up in my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only thing that you saw. If you don't want to take your son to Las Vegas, that's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. But 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 then if you kind of take an overview of that, I'm not going there either. And so then you start kind of making this. There's Christian cities and non-Christian cities, and I for sure am not going to the non-Christian places. And, and, and then you start thinking, well, how's anybody going to reach them then? Somebody else will, somebody else will do that. <laughs> Christians have become the somebody else's. Right. I know I can't reach the world, but I can reach my world. Mm-hmm. And more people kind of jump into that mindset, you know. You know, you, you maybe you, you meet up with 30 people a day or 10 people or whatever. A little smile. Happy, nice, a little joke here and there, a little Star Wars parody, a little Star Trek parody. You know, do what you do, but but try try to connect. And so, uh, it, it was called Secular Cooties, and and <laughs> that was one of the first salvos that I kind of shot across the bow. I said, you know, I can't change the world, I can't change the church, but I, I sure as heck am going to try. Wow, I got I got to say something, Amy. Do you remember um, what we experienced as youth pastors when we were we were trying to reach out to a lot of the kids in our area that didn't go to church? And uh, remember what we experienced? We had a few parents come. We noticed that there were some kids, the parents weren't letting them come to the youth group. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. we. I mean, we had some kids coming to the youth group that... Um, were, you know, all punked out and big spiky hair, but they were kids that were just really... They were neat. They they were were neat kids, and they were needing God's love. They were needing someone to love them. And I I remember one of the kids 
couldn't even go into the motel that his family were living in because his parents were doing drugs, and so they'd lock him out at night. I mean, these are the kids that Jesus came and died for, but, and they needed help. But, but yeah, some of the The parents families, didn't send their kids to youth church because... Because they, they were afraid like that. that their children would be influenced by these other folks. Mm-hmm. And what a sad and, situation. And not all families are like that. No, we, we had, had some that were really we awesome. We had some families that, you know, they were like, yeah, cool. We raised our kids up in um, to know the Lord, um, to, to know that it is their responsibility as believers to reach out to people and love them. And so we're going to send our kids to youth groups so that they can help you minister. Yeah, and we you had know, really awesome. We and, had some of our best leaders in yeah. the uh, you know the the peer leaders uh, in the in the youth group were those folks that you know they learned as they went, but they they were not afraid of getting the cooties. Right. Yeah. And I mean, boy, and it was we not, had it was different awesome. reactions. You know, some of the church families are really supportive of what we're trying to do, and. You know, we, we tried to mentor their kids to be leaders and to influence and be encouraging to the other kids that didn't have a Christian background. And um, so we, we had both things. We had some really positive experiences with with church folks and then some really negative ones. Well, and I have um, to say, I was very appalled when, when I, the first set of parents came in and said, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? And they mm-hmm. just nailed me, man. They just nailed me. They thought they nailed me, but I sat there in disbelief. And finally I said, well, okay, don't send your kid because this isn't going to work <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because maybe we played something besides Kumbaya on an acoustic guitar. And so yeah, they might have like, rocked out a little bit. Oh, Uh-oh. no. The know. demons are coming out of the drums, man. <laughs> Well, it, let, let's let's talk about that. And 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 there's a lot of it going around. Is they people are afraid that someone who isn't saved will influence them. Okay. okay. Now I, I understand that there's you know uh, drug addiction and alcohol, and there's certain things that you need to stay away from. Sure. Okay. But if you've been sitting in church all your life, and you've been listening to the Bible all your life. And you're not to a point where you can stand strong in the midst of people that don't agree with you. There's a problem. Yeah. If you're running away from that and, and, and you're afraid, the, the, the fear in the Christian church is, is, is palpable. They're afraid of everything. We're going to boycott the Playboy Club show. Why? Because there's Playboy in the name. Uh, we're going to boycott this. We're going to boycott the Da Vinci Code. You know what I did with the Da Vinci Code? I read the book. <laughs> I read the book. I saw the movie. I wanted to be prepared if anybody wanted to talk about it. Sure. Sure. It's crazy. Are you watching Survivor at all, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about Russell Hance's, um uh, nephew or whatever that is, uh, you, have you noticed what they're doing with the editing? They're really making him out to be paranoid of right. of anybody in a bikini, right? And it's really interesting that he's actually spouting that out. And I I thought the same thing when you were just talking. This guy, it's not that these people are these other people are you know wearing the bikinis and everything. It's really about this guy's attitude towards them. Mm-hmm. And he's, well, he's setting he's, himself up. He's for, saying he's a Christian, but he's coming off like they're trying to make it seem like he's a pervert. But 
but that mm. he says he's a Christian. But how I many? Don't know but how many people do we or... know like that? I remember, I remember being pastoring a church and having people come into my office and sit down and say, "Well, Pastor Rick, there's this one lady that wears this certain dress to church, and we think it's you know causing people to stumble." And I finally had to put my foot down and say, "You know what? Don't look at her if you if that's causing you problems." Right. But she's not wearing anything that's. It's not. You have the problem, not her. <laughs> and it's really interesting how we do that. We're afraid of all these different things. Instead of having faith that God can help us be strong through whatever, you're right. We, we live in fear, and we shouldn't be doing that. Well, I mean, you know, if you never face what is, I mean, again, with preparation, preparation and, and different things, but if you never get over what has dogged you mm-hmm. or, or at least tried <laughs> yeah. you just keep running from it and hiding you know in your stained glass church yeah. hiding from the evil that's in the church anyway by the way yeah well they say satan goes to church probably more than anybody else oh absolutely <laughs> you know the, the thing is the thing is we, we try and pass laws against gay marriage but mm-hmm. if they were to if they were to take in the gossip meter in the church and just start mm-hmm. running over well we got I, a big I, one over here yeah we got another one over here oh yeah we it's definitely true that people pick and choose especially people that are in church pick and choose what is what sin is more um you know is more awful than than the other it's definitely mm-hmm. there's a sinometer mm-hmm yeah, that's a very, very interesting point. Okay, so what are some other things that you've, you've brought up on the blog? Oh, Christianese, that, that definitely. Oh. Um, it's, like, it's like going to church is like on another planet. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there, like you said, the voices drop, and you start saying, uh, after every word. It's kind of right. like your past becomes Italian. We call it, we call it in the Jesus. We call it the anointing of the holy voice. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the people are going anointing. What? What's, <laughs> what's, what's anointing? On? You know. Yes. And uh, and and all these different things that that are tradition that that are trying to be held on to are just so foreign to people. You know, I mean, that's see. Again, people say, "What would Jesus do?" And I'm, you know, I'm a follower of it. But but Jesus made it so simple. And the, the legalistic Christian group hates simple. So there you go. That's part one of the interview with Jeff Roney. You can find more about Jeff by going to the internet and going to RoneyZone.com. That's RoneyZone.com. So what do you think, Amy? Do you think this is too controversial for the show? Well, we'll find out now, won't we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I think that hopefully people will realize we're not trying to be negative. We're trying to build each other up and encourage each other to be everything God's called them to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a time for learning and there's a time for doing. I think that kind of summarizes it (coughs) that you should learn. You should, you know, find Bible studies or, or podcasts or different things that can teach you about the Bible and about God. 
Um, but then there's a time to do. Well, and I think I think sometimes we confuse we confuse Christianity with just learning, learning, learning. When that is a part of it, mm-hmm. but um, I think there's a whole lot more about living, living, living. And I think that's what this interview really brings out. Next week, you'll hear in the interview, we're going to talk about, well, what do we do then? If this is the condition that we're in, or a lot of things are going this way, then what do we do to improve that or change that? What what can be done? And Jeff answers that and talks about that and talks a little bit more about his blog and the different things that he does. But uh, it gets really, really interesting as time goes on. I think it already was really interesting, but it gets Mm -hmm. even more so as we go along. Yeah. It'll be it'll be good to um, finish off this next week about this and I don't even really know <clears throat> what should we call this. What how what are we going to name this? I don't know. I'll have to come up with a name before you Maybe put it a out. A whole new world. <laughs> sure. No, <I> don't <laughs> Whatever use you want to no, do. I'm not going to do that. How about Hoshi Purrs? Hoshi Purrs? No, we're not going to use that one. But uh, anyway, if you've been moved by this program, if it's meant anything to you, and you want a more, you want more um, question, uh, more questions. No, you want answers. You maybe you want to uh, ask some questions. Uh, maybe you have some observations and some ideas on what's being talked about. We'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Or Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com. You can always visit our website at www.TakeHimWithYou.com. And uh, there you can uh, find all a big backlog of all of our programs. We have a newsletter that you can subscribe to that we write every single week. And by the way, thank you for all of those folks that uh, responded to the last newsletter and said, keep doing it, keep doing it. Which reminds me, I need to write an article. Yes, you do, <laughs> yes, dear. Yes, I do. But they can get a hold of us that way. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear from you, your comments, uh, questions, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. If you've got a question for Jeff, you can always email us and we'll, uh, we will forward it to him. But uh, let us know what you think. And next week will be part two of the interview. And then we'll kind of keep on going. we got some great things planned uh, in the months ahead. And we hope everybody enjoys the program. It's just quiet now. Oh. This is, are you ready for me to say what I need to say? I'm ready. Okay. This has been a more multimedia LLC production, copyright 2011, all rights reserved. I almost forgot LLC. I know. You always forget LLC. What does that mean? (laughs) Limited Limited Liability Liability Company? Company. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. We were just told we needed to do one of those, so we did. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll, We'll talk to you next week on part two. Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast.
It's one of my favourites too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV, classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash out of range. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela. Then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077th podcast, And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And... We'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Hi. My name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, 
We'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Hey, Gildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of Season 5, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of The Guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kimmy V, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com.